Hi, I'm James Kotecki. You're listening to the C-Space Studio Podcast. Interviews with technology, media, and marketing leaders from CES 2020. Hi, I am James Kotecki. You are in the C-Space Studio here at CES 2020. With us is Andrew Keller, VP for Creative and Experiential at Facebook. Welcome to the studio. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. And how do you introduce yourself? Everybody knows Facebook, so no need to introduce that brand necessarily. Right. But how do you introduce yourself and your role at Facebook to people well, who are meeting here at CES? You know, I've been at Facebook about four years. I'm the VP of Creative and Experiential, as you, as you well said. It means I lead the development of experience and creativity uh, across all our services for the business audience, uh, if you will. So this is Instagram, WhatsApp, yes, Messenger, exactly. Facebook, and there's a yep. fifth one. I didn't, WhatsApp? WhatsApp, I, I didn't hear Instagram, the ones that you said. WhatsApp, Instagram, Facebook, Oculus. Messenger, and Oculus. Yes. Okay. Um, so, uh, experiential, that can mean a lot of different things. What does that mean in your case? Give me some, maybe just some examples of some recent ones that you've worked on. Well, we're right here in CES, and we're leading experiential. We've got a great, you know, uh, event space happening where people can come in and learn about the things that are important to us, whether that's community, whether that's equal opportunity, whether that's the creativity, you know, opportunities that exist on our platform. We've got experiences where you can come in and, and, and work with Chinatown uh, Market, which is, a, which is a business that does a lot of work on Instagram um, and is there doing customizing of swag and gear and all that so people get to experience firsthand um, what it's like to build for our platform and uh, the sorts of opportunities that we're providing people uh, all the time. Do you feel like everything is going to the level of experience or that word experience is going to be used to describe more and more kinds of marketing or folded up into that umbrella going forward? Yeah, I mean, I think it's the natural sort of word uh, for it. You know, we try to talk about the other types of marketing. It's like campaign and like it, it just doesn't feel as good. You know, it feels like messaging. It doesn't feel like being. I think great marketing is all about being something, not me just telling you what I'm trying to say, uh, but, but really living that and creating an experience of that. And so, you know, I'd like to see all marketing become more like experiential um, and have experiential continue to blossom and, and grow. I think what happens next is, is about trying to be able to scale those experiences, right? So it's great to be able to have real one-to-one connections with people, to get together with people face-to-face. But then, like, in an environment like this and what you're doing here, you're able to scale that content um, to live spaces like Facebook and Instagram. And I think that's sort of the other component of experiential. This idea of being more human-centered is a good transition to the topic we're going to talk about, which is brands with purpose. Yeah. So as we get into that, first of all, what does it mean for a brand to have a purpose? And does that mean something different than for a person to have a purpose? Well, you know, I, I think that's, they're actually pretty similar in a lot of ways. I think people just continue to expect brands to be more like people in terms of the relationships that they want to have, the values that they expect from them, the ways they're interacting with them. Um, And so that's kind of been the natural uh, evolution. Look, to have a purpose is about believing in something. It's about standing for something and expecting that through the work that you do and the business that you create and the marketing that you can do, that you can drive some change uh, in the world uh, and and do it for the community that really connects with you and that that makes um, sense for you. So... um, yeah, I think I think it's it's important and it's a huge opportunity for for brands and I just can't imagine those that aren't fully engaging in it really. I suppose there'd be a very cynical view of purpose which is 
you know, my purpose is to make money, and you know, thinking about purpose is something I can do after I figure out my business model. Right. Um, it's it's kind of one of those secondary, nice to have, touchy feely things. Yeah. Um, I assume you would disagree with that notion. Well, I, you know, I mean. I think those are things I call like automatic opposites. You know, it's like it can't be scientific and spiritual. You know, it can't be about driving business and driving community. Frankly, you know, I think real opportunity happens where those things, you know, intersect. And we see it happening. Um, if you, you know, you talk about two thirds of people, three fourths of millennials, uh, Gen Xers, you know, will pay more uh, for a brand that is committed to social change to environmental change, you know. Uh, you look at companies like Unilever, they've seen, they've seen their brands that have purpose grow 69% faster than their other brands, and now they're committed to all their brands having purpose. So, you know, I do think it's been this sort of, is it a, you know, people think it's a nice to have, uh, or maybe it's an obligation, but the reality is it's an opportunity. Um, let me again be cynical for the purposes of uh, being the devil's Great. advocate and say, okay, uh, you're telling me that if I'm a purposeful brand, I can grow a lot faster than not. Let me just manufacture some kind of purpose, and I'm just going to do it for ruthless business reasons. Uh, would yeah. that would that work? Uh, I, well, no, but it's an interesting it's an interesting concept. <laughs> um, I, you know, look, the, the reality is is that we've seen brands do this sort of thing. Um, in, in in authentic ways, and you've got to you've got to first of all, it's got to make sense for who you are. It's got to make sense and be core to what your values are. You know, frankly, these brands have got to have a purpose and have a mission on their own that they're expressing, and people have to believe there's credibility there. Second, you've got to take action. I think the mistake that people make is when they're just messaging around something and they're not actually taking action. And then I'd say the last thing is you've got to be consistent, um, and you've got to actually commit. To what you're doing, I think when you fall down along those three things, you're going to, you know, you can actually cause yourself a little bit of calamity, uh, frankly. Um, but yeah, that, that's what I'd say. And are the brands that are doing this well? Is it driven from the leadership at the top down? Is it driven from the bottom up, where the kind of companies are kind of collectively discovering and engaging in that purpose-filled behavior? Or is that kind of the wrong dichotomy? Is that the wrong way to ask the question? Uh, I, you know, I, I think a lot of it's coming from the top down, frankly. I, I think that it begins a lot with founders and owners of the companies, right? Like that, you know, if, if you inherit a company or, you're, or you work at a company, you may, you may want the company to behave that way. But if you've created the company from the beginning, um, it's like why you've created it. Like if you take like two blind brothers that they do a lot of work on our platforms, and there were two brothers that found themselves to be, you know, they had uh, macular degeneration, they were losing their vision, and they started a company all around the feel of clothing, uh, and, and all the profits go towards research around blindness, right? So that's like, that's core to, to who they are. And um, if you look at companies like Unilever, it's from the top down, you know, uh, Alan Joe from the CEO down, um, where they're committed to these sorts of things. So, um, and I, it's just, it's got to be at, I think it's got to be at that level. There's got to be that level of commitment because, you know, it's easy for someone to point, you know, you ask the cynical questions and is there business growth attached to it? It's very easy in a world of automatic opposites to say like, well, that's why you're not having growth is because of that versus mm -hmm. it could be something else. So to be able to be consistent, to actually take action, stay the course, I think it's got to be coming from the top. Purpose is not pixie dust, maybe is a way of saying that. There you go. Um, maybe that's, could be a, <laughs> put that on an art card. Put that on a bumper sticker. Yeah. Um, so 
uh, Facebook recently updated its brand. Yeah. So talk to me about that process. Why did uh, Facebook uh, decide to do that? And what does the new brand mean as we're talking about brands with focus? Yeah, yeah thanks for asking. I mean, the, the reality was is that we could, we could create more clarity between Facebook the app and Facebook the company. So we created you know, a new logo for Facebook the company. Really, it's a, it's a word mark, uh, if you will. And it helps drive clarity there. And I think that that's, that's really important. It also helps us be clear about other things. For example, uh, the apps that we own. You know, if you check out Instagram, WhatsApp, you're going to see from Facebook yep. uh, in those apps. And, and I think that there were people that, you know, didn't know that and they weren't sure about that and, and they weren't assuming good in, in those situations. And so we want to be really clear about that. We also believe that those apps strengthen the Facebook company brand and the Facebook company brand strengthens those apps. And then to the point around, you know, purpose in some ways, you know, having a Facebook company uh, logo allows us to really tell those stories, right? So whether it's telling the story about across the family of apps and services, there are 140 million businesses that are growing their business. That's a Facebook uh, company story that we want to be able to tell. Whether it's how we're doing on hate speech, you know, that it's that we've reduced it by 64%. Uh, whether we want to tell the story of $2 billion being raised by our community across our apps and services. So, um, that you know, those are the messages that we want to get out about Facebook, the company, and having a clear uh, logo and brand for that will enable that to happen. So we've just scratched the surface in our conversation, but as we come to a close, what are some interesting trends or thoughts that you're seeing from marketers as we look into 2020? Well, I, you know, the thing that I would be saying, look, this is when this is probably when I should start talking about uh, VR and things like that. Look, I think that you got to be, you know, not where not building for where people were, but for where people are. And, and frankly, that's stories. Um, you know, right now there's about a billion stories uh, being shared you know, every day across our, our family of apps. Um, it's, it's vertical, it's immersive, it's interactive. And yet I, I don't see brands using it as much as, uh, as people are, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think there's just a huge opportunity for people to be leveraging uh, stories in that way. Um, so yeah, that's the thing that I would be thinking about uh, right now, that there is sort of low-hanging fruit um, that is really an innovative space for people to be exploring how they create and connect with communities. Great. And if you do want to talk about VR, we'll have you on another time. Right so, on. Happy to do it. <laughs> really appreciate it. Andrew Keller, VP for Creative and Experiential at Facebook. Thanks so much for having me. This podcast is in partnership with the iHeart Podcast Network.